from the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. And just in case you all are, want to come down to Texas, I mean, you can do that. However, it's been 100 degrees here for the last 30 days, so I don't know if you want to, but I don't want to, I don't want to scare you away. Come on down. The water's fine. It's OneRadioNetwork.com. We're just a little bit late uh, in our, with our second broadcast today because we have a special guest that had to sync up the times with him. He's a busy guy. And if you care to join him, question quickly, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com or email is Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And the phone number, I can get it, 888-663-6386. 888 Well, you've heard, we've been uh, plugging it a bit in the last oh, month or so because of some of the people that we've had on, the Cowans and the Bulmers of the world and Kaufmans and and all the usual suspects in this drill. And Alex Zek is with us. And, and Alex, actually, he's the one that's produced this whole thing called the end of uh, COVID. And uh, he's a systems engineer guy, a United States military, West Point. Wow. A podcaster, writer, former Army captain, executive director and founder of Health Freedom for Humanity and The Way Forward, and then a producer of the End of COVID series, which is coming up, I guess, next week. Mr. Alec, uh, well, welcome. Thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm busy, 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 just uh, busy. in the final stages busy. of putting this project together. So I apologize. It is 100% my fault that we were late getting on the air today. Don't, don't but, you worry about it. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, it's a, I hear it's quite a project. And I'm very excited to hear more about it. It's going to kick off on the 11th of January, right? And the folks can watch it simply by going to theendofcovid.com and signing up? Yeah, so it launches for free on the 11th of July. It'll be free for 22 days. And then after that, you'll have to purchase for a minimum donation of $77. I see. But you have the first, uh, how, how long did you say, sorry, first month or so? Yeah, you have 22 days to view all the content for free. And there's a lot of content. There's a lot of content. <laughs> I mean, I hear, content, I hear there's exactly. a lot of content. Before that, though, yeah. I, wanted, I want to know, so here you are, former, I mean, you West Point, military guy, engineer. So was it a what or a who that got you looking at this virus thing as not, even existing. How was it for you? Was it a what or who or both? It was a, uh, <laughs> it was a both. It was both. It was a both. So, so to give some context, I, uh, I was already aware of the fraudulent nature of the pharmaceutical industry and the corruption between the pharmaceutical industry and the government. And at this point I was a first lieutenant in the army. I became a captain in May of 2020, but I was a first lieutenant in the army in the fall of 2019, mm. or I guess the winter of 2019, rather, mm -hmm. where I was following several different um, Reddit subs that that were more uh, alternative or conspiracy-minded Reddit, Reddit subs that were talking about this lab in Wuhan and this uh, virus that might have escaped from a lab. And to be honest, at the time, I was fully bought in to that idea. Hmm. I 100% bought into the idea that there was a bioweapon that they were creating in a lab that they were going to release on the population. Now, I knew that the purpose for this was to um, 
usher in mandatory vaccines, more digital surveillance control, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was completely misinformed on what the true nature of virology and so-called infectious diseases actually was. So as you know, as time went on, moving into February, March, and April around that time frame, and I had already fallen for the propaganda of Chinese people dropping dead in the streets, mm. and you know, w- was even concerned with. I can't believe I'm even bringing this statement up, but the <laughs> R not of the of the virus, the how the like the lethality and pathogenicity of it, and how many people it was going to kill, and things like this, and I hadn't um i hadn't really spoken much about my perceptions on social media or elsewhere you know i was i was someone who used my social media accounts to post pictures of my family or my wife and i and things like this and then i watched a video i want to say in march or april of 2020 that really piqued my interest and it made so much sense to me and it was a video of dr cowan Mm. talking about i I think he was was something to the effect of following a pod of dolphins off the coast of florida (laughs) and if if the dolphins began to to get sick in mass you wouldn't say what virus is causing these dolphins to get sick your first thought and as is in most cases when we as humans think of what's happening to animals, we think who put some stuff in that water or who cut off their food source or something like this. And I thought, wow, that's, that's really interesting because also at the same time we're living in army housing on the military base that I was stationed at in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And prior to moving into that house, my wife had reversed all of her autoimmune symptoms lupus rheumatoid arthritis and was completely free of those autoimmune symptoms and that's actually what got me interested in natural health to begin with because she reversed all those completely naturally after doctors told her for years that she would always be struggling with these would have to be on multiple immunosuppressive drugs etc etc and when we moved into this house and the military housing is notorious for having like toxic issues inside of them And when we moved in, my wife's autoimmune symptoms returned. And for the first three or four months, we were like, what is causing this? This doesn't make any sense. And then we finally discovered that there was encapsulated lead paint and and a bunch of other stuff. And we were like, okay, this it's the toxic house that we're in. So Hmm. as I'm discovering that and living it out with my own wife, and then we move out of that house and all of her symptoms go away again, we're like, of course, it was the environment. And I hear this from Cowan, and then I'm observing reality no longer buying into what the main, I already didn't buy into what the mainstream was saying, but I definitely at this point began to question what some of the alternative people were saying, because yes, I just stopped cluing into what the the black rectangular boxes that we have, the computers, TVs, and phones was saying about this so-called virus and began to just observe reality. And as I observed reality, there was no indication whatsoever that there was a bioweapon that escaped from a lab. So then because of my own experience, because of this video from Dr. Cowan, and then I started coming across Dr. Andy Kaufman and some of these other people who were were saying that there's no proof that viruses exist in the first place. And (laughs) I think there's a tendency of people um, to 
to of course dismiss something like that uh, sure. instantaneously because it just sounds so absurd because we approach life in such a way that we we hold this idea of viruses and contagion to be an indisputable fact like a well-established fact it's it's almost like a basis for which we form our thoughts surrounding health whether we're buying into vaccines or not and of course i wasn't buying into vaccines at any point but as i as i began to look at the so-called foundational evidence of virology uh with with an understanding for science and the scientific method and um just just basic logic you know I, I majored in systems engineering at west point so i do have an understanding of how to read scientific papers and of course if you just look at that from an objective position you find that the process that virologists quote isolate viruses and prove pathogenicity of viruses is a completely pseudoscientific process that has no basis in reality and is riddled with an uh, an, an insane amount of assumptions and and just completely unproven paradigm with respect to health and then as you dig deeper and deeper and deeper you find that the various attempts throughout history to prove disease was passed via the fluids of a sick person were entirely unsuccessful and this whole paradigm is is now being weaponized in a way it's been weaponized over the course of history of course but right now it's it's it has been weaponized in a way to usher in more control and actually perpetuate disease division and all the things like think back if if there was never a so-called virus in the first place then none of these measures made any sense whatsoever and all of them were inherently pseudoscientific so hmm. that's that's how i came across this in the wow. first place and that's why i've immersed myself so, into i guess what you could call the no virus camp so much i i, I keep trying to come up with a, a nice word for it maybe even a virus truthers or truth whatever no virus show me the virus but so that must have been a very uh, quite an aha moment for you in such a such a strong way that drove you all the way to put together this entire the end of covid program i mean it was it was really a big one for you this lifetime huh to to say whoa there's no germs whoa <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's a it's a wake so, up so call, the, boy. The, the purpose of the end of covid let me let me back up a little bit now too so mm -hmm. around this time last year i began to notice that the the mainstream was starting to acknowledge this idea of a lab-made virus a little bit yes, more yes right yes sir and and as i saw this happening i saw all of these you know some of the most well-known alternative pundits sort of sort of stepping back up again rearing their head back up saying see i was censored for giving people this true information. <laughs> and now the FBI, like the FBI director at the time, was acknowledging that there is a lab made virus. And hmm. I sort of, I, I saw so clearly what was happening. <laughs> it's that they, they created a sort of false dilemma, of course, that it's either a natural zoonotic virus mm -hmm. or a lab made virus, right? Yes, that's that's the first thing. And then of course, there's an Overton window that's a completely artificially constructed Overton window of the acceptable discourse amongst society. And they they appeared to be quote, covering up the truth. And now they're revealing the truth. 
And it, it, it appears as if the mainstream is now saying, hey, you know what, we, we were wrong. There is actually proof lab made virus. And then what's happening as the mainstream position loses its, its viability in, in that I think at this point, if you're fully immersed in believing in the mainstream position, then like, I, I just, <laughs> yes, there, there's, there's, yeah, there's no some way. really big issues there because it's right. becoming so nonsensical that I don't know who could possibly believe in it. So what's ha happening is people are jumping ship from the mainstream position in mass and now latching on to the, the predominant alternative position, which is consisting of people shouting from the rooftops that there's this lab made gain of function, um, you know, released virus that was a bioweapon. And mm. as I'm seeing this play out, I'm like, there are so many brilliant doctors, researchers, scientists who see through this nonsense as well. We had already done something, uh, I think at the beginning of 2022 called monkeypox mania. It was just a one day, two hour event with myself, Dr. Cowan, Kaufman, Kelly, uh, I Kelly think Brogan. Dr. Brogan didn't yeah. participate in that one, but Dr. Amanda Volmer, Sam Bailey, Mark Bailey, and several others. Mm -hmm. And just in that event, we had 50,000 people tune in. And, the monkey and I was like, <laughs> okay, they're, as, as they're ramping up this gain of function narrative, we need to come together again to, to show people the real truth of what's happened the last three and a half years. Cause the mainstream is attempting to close the book on it, yes, of sir. course, but what they're sharing is, is, is the half truths and actually allowing the alternative position to perpetuate some fundamental lies that will allow this nonsense to continue into the future. So that's the, the intention with the end of COVID is to give everyone all of the details down to the molecular details of what happened over the last three and a half years so that we can ensure this nonsense never happens again. Oh, wow, that's a great pitch. Do you think these people are smarter? And I, I just conjecture here, who knows, that they they do know there's no virus and the lab thing was just thrown out there, starting with President Trump to, to kind of take your eye off the ball that there is no virus and let's just blame somebody and then we'll talk about that for two years. I mean, do you think they'd be that smart to know that? I don't know. I, I think to some degree that's true. Really? Absolutely. Wow. I think there are um, mm. some, I, I'm not, I'm not going to name names here, but I think there are some alternative leaders who have very big platforms that are aware of the no virus position and aware of the problems with virology, are aware that virology is entirely pseudoscientific. But for for various reasons, whether it be financial, whether it be they've already sort of formed an identity around exposing yes, people with respect to gain of function, or maybe they sell antiviral herbs. Sure. I mean, the, the list sort of goes on. And those are the reasons that won't allow them to, to broach this topic. And on top of that, the, uh, the, the, the virus position, the gain of function position allows victim mentality to perpetuate mm -hmm. in my opinion, because yes, it's, it's saying that look at what they're doing to us. Mm -hmm. Look at what they're continuing to do in these labs. And we're at the mercy of what they're doing in these labs. We need to fight against them rather than understanding that look at what we're doing to us. Yes, they're manipulating us, coercing us, propagandizing us, but look at what we're doing to ourselves because we're buying into it. And further that no virus position 
requires that people take radical ownership of their own health. Absolutely, and, right? Because if they get sick, yeah. it, it's something that we did. We took in toxins or stinking thinking, uh, Alec, or whatever, right? And then we got to come up with that and say, okay, I got to stop that. So that's why yep. humans like to blame other people so they don't have to do that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to no, sit I here understand. and pretend that they aren't deliberately putting toxins and things like this into our oh, sure. environment. Of sure. course they are, but when, when you, there's just a general sentiment amongst the, the, I guess, no virus camp or virus truther camp, as you're calling it, or the terrain camp, right? Yeah, terrain, that yeah. irrespective of the, the, the things that are going on in the environment, my health is totally in my control. And once I become aware of those things, I can do whatever I need to do to ensure that I am healthy, yes, right? Yes. And when you take on the, the virus perspective, it's that you're at the mercy of what they're doing and what other people around you are doing. And that's just simply not the case. And then these, these data points I always like to bring up coming directly from the CDC to sort of reemphasize the point that there's no proof of, of any sort of novel pathogen. So according to the CDC's own data, 95% of COVID deaths had an average of four comorbidities, most being lifestyle and nutrition related. 79% of hospitalizations were in overweight or obese people. And then this one coming from the CDC is really um, alarming and, and I think severely downplayed in terms of its significance. The second strongest risk factor for death uh, associated with COVID, and again, COVID is just a label, it's an amalgamation of several um, existing symptoms. Um, but the second strongest risk factor for death was fear slash anxiety related disorders. So that tells you all you need to know yep, right there that you. how much fear, lifestyle and nutrition played into this whole thing. Yeah, and the more you think about it too, back in the days of 2021, people were taking this PCR test that we know is fraudulent. And then they, it's positive, and then they think they have something, and we know the, you know, we know the power of the placebo and the ocebo, and I mean, there's because people keep asking me why do so many people get sick? I think it's clear they were in fear and they were anxious and God knows what, and they could they could present with all kinds of things, right? Fever, chills, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and this this is another point of emphasis too is that when you bring up the fear thing, people on the alternative side will say, well, I wasn't scared of any virus, even if there was one, I wasn't scared of in any of that stuff. I didn't comply, et cetera, et cetera. And my answer is always, okay, yeah, maybe you weren't scared of the virus, but at any point in time, were you scared of government tyranny? Were you scared of uncertainty? Were you scared of being fired from your job or what your family or friends would think of you or what was gonna happen to them or people taking the vax or someone around you taking the vaccine and being scared of so-called shedding or any of these other things? Were you fearful mm -hmm. at any point over the last three and a half years? And I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I wasn't. I was scared quite a bit at some points. So I know most people were. <laughs> And ultimately, I don't think fear discriminates one way or the other. It's ultimately just that perpetual fear was a huge problem. Um, I was on Luke Story's podcast, and Luke Story has has one of the top alternative health podcasts in the world. And he, uh, I don't personally do these types of things, but he does, and that's totally okay. Luke's an awesome guy. He he wears 
I, I think it's either an aura ring or a Fitbit or something like that. But he was telling me when I was on his show, he said, you know, that's an interesting point, man. Like I'm a really big health influencer and I didn't buy into any of the nonsense going on the last three and a half years. But I looked at my heart rate variability and in 2020, it started becoming completely abnormal. Mm -hmm. And then it just now recently went back down to the levels that it was prior to 2020, which shows that I've had just this underlying level of anxiety yes, sir. over yeah. the course of 2020 to 2023. And I think in most cases, that's that's the same for everyone really. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That underlying, we, we call it the subconscious, but it's like a, it's like a, I, I, I see it almost as a, you know, one of the crawler things on the news shows where it's doing, oh, yeah. you know, I think I've seen the subconscious in some of my, I've had some out-of-body experiences and it's almost like a, a little layer of, this is who I am, this is what I am, and this is what I'm doing, and I don't know about this, and you know, I'm not sure about this, but I love this. It's, you know what I'm saying? And I think that runs. Yep. I think it runs on all of us, and, and uh, we gotta be careful of that because we can be frightened of something even though we're not conscious of it, right? Even though we're not conscious. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Isn't Cowan a trip? I, I had him on the show about two weeks ago. It was probably the best Cowan interview we ever did. We just laughed because he was just hilarious. He was telling me all these things that just aren't true, and he was going into DNA and all this stuff, you know, the you know, blood-brain barrier. receptor, all probably, these, you know, and, oh, that's nonsense. And it was just so funny, you know, because it was just all nonsense. And we had thousands of hits on that show. People really liked it. He's really a special guy, isn't he? He's just real down-to-earth and really authentic, isn't he? He's really yeah, one and of my I, favorite and I, guys. I really appreciate him because I think he's, I, I talked to Dr. Cowan often. I was actually on the phone with him just yesterday because I was on medical doctors for COVID ethics again, and he was there watching my presentation. And um, he's he's uh, <laughs> he's sort of gotten to a point that he really does not care whatsoever what anyone else thinks. No, he just if someone says <laughs> something that's nonsense, whereas you okay. know, I, I think it's because I, I have my own podcast. I If someone says something that's just entirely nonsense, I typically just bite my tongue and then I'll say something a little bit later to kind of poke at them. But Dr. Cowan takes the approach of like, okay, stop right there. <laughs> and, you know, he's sitting back in his chair like this and he's like, okay, <laughs> stop right there before you continue. Explain what you just said. Let's hear it again. And then someone will say it and he'll say, where's your proof? And he's just so, he just, he just, he's gotten to the point that he doesn't care. And it's because so much of what, especially in, in the health freedom space, people are pushing is based in nonsense. It's based in nonsense. It's based in unproven assumptions regarding health and the human body and what happens on the molecular level. And I mean, I had this guy come on the, um, medical doctors for COVID ethics session yesterday. And of course I, I had already given a presentation, a really in-depth presentation six months ago to medical doctors for COVID ethics on the pseudoscience of virology. I've become quite good at, at explaining this oh, cool. because it really is simple. Yeah. And um, in this session, I was just pitching the end of COVID and the importance of, of not buying into the gain of function stuff. <clears throat> and this guy gets on there and starts through rattling off stuff about the ACE2 receptor and spike protein and spike protein toxicity and spike protein shedding and long COVID and how long COVID is caused by the spike protein and how the virus gets into your ACE2 receptor and that they were studying this <laughs> at some institution in Virginia and how this plays in 
to insect-borne illnesses, and this is going to play into what Bill Gates is doing with malaria and weaponizing mosquitoes and et cetera, et cetera. And <laughs> I just, I just sat there and I'm like, Whoa. where do I even begin with this? And yeah. so I just said, just tune into the end of COVID because we do cover all of those things that he yeah. mentioned during the end of yeah. COVID, and showing that it's all based in unproven assumptions. But the the rhetoric that he was sort of spouting, you could tell it's coming from the likes of of peter mccullough and dr ryan cole and these other guys right. who are saying things and you know they say a lot of stuff that is true like the the vaccines are toxic sure, of, sure, course. of course they say a lot of true things but it's mixed in with and i don't know if it's intentional or unwitting i, I think most of it is that they're unwittingly doing this um but intentional but uh, fundamental lies regarding health in the human body and, and things that have not ever been proven to be the case that sort of perpetuate fear and perpetuate the germ nonsense fear. And I think it's just simple to go back to the foundations of where have you proven that this entire paradigm is legitimate? Where have you proven that viruses exist and cause any sort of disease in accordance with a scientific method? And from there, we can start having some conversations. They just assume that that is true and then proceed to establish further nonsense on top of it. Boy, when you start with a bad paradigm or just a false, you know, a false beginning, it just goes downhill from there, right? I mean, what are you going to do? It's a, one black hole if it's based on a false thing. Wow. It's, yeah, and this this is this is another important point too. Is that like of course the no virus perspective is important because of what's happened the last three and a half years um because like i said earlier if there is no virus then all of the health measures were completely pseudoscientific and fraudulent right because they were all predicated on this idea that there was a virus and i would say almost more important to that especially as we move into the future is that this would then imply that much of modern medicine is operating on a completely flawed basis for how health and the human body works. And of course, you know, we, we talk about this during the end of COVID. We don't claim to know all the answers with respect to how health works, but we know that those are making those that are making claims with, with certainty uh and it's all based in in pseudoscience and none of it has been proven are are perpetuating a lot of harm and we could start allocating resources and funding and res research towards some of these other things with respect to health and maybe even the phenomenon of two or more people getting sick in the same space because there is still a lot of questions surrounding that mm -hmm. but they haven't been studied thoroughly because we're so focused on this unproven idea in this unproven paradigm. So we haven't given any of our funding resources and research towards these these other possibilities. Yeah. Well, you can imagine the people that are unhappy with with uh, what all of us are talking about because it's built on a paradigm of what, trillions of dollars of the medical model, right? And it would fall apart. Yeah. You know, there goes antibiotics, there goes vaccines, there goes staph, there goes pneumonia, everything. So, so they're not going to go away easy but someday they may go away <laughs> they may wake up yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, I mean, and, and i think it really just starts with education like that's the thing is is people are always asking with respect to this tyranny that's going on what can we do what can we do and it's it's be properly informed and then stop making decisions based in conditioning 
Yeah. That's really where it starts on the individual level. Stop making decisions based on conditioning. And once you're aware of what's going on, live authentically according to what you know. Very good. Can we do That's a little it. break here, Al? And then we'll be back and we'll wrap it up. I know you're a busy guy. Can you hold on a second? Awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com with Al Exec. The end of COVID.com is what you want to do. The end of COVID.com. On this um, July 3rd week, we're the fifth here. We have a, two of our, our really good sponsors, uh, promoters of great products on sale. And the first one is Blue Shield. This is uh, Australian technology. And they have lots and lots of uh, peer-reviewed studies if that thing floats your boat. These days, I don't even know if that's real anymore. Who knows? God love them. Anyway, but it's, it's the real deal. They've done these studies with cows and chickens, and they don't listen to the Internet, most of them. Uh, except the smarter cows, I guess, do. But um, this has been proven to help your body to just do better. It doesn't block the electromagnetic fields. Um, it doesn't block them. You need a, need a Faraday cage for that. We have some strange outfits, but a Faraday cage probably isn't one of them. But these things work, and they will help your body to do better when it comes to uh, cell phone towers, uh, Wi-Fi, and whatever else you're dealing with at your home. So many people go ahead and do the Wi-Fi because their kids or their grandkids or themselves, they want to sit on the couch and be on their phone. And it, it's just, you know, it's been proven these things are not good running in your house, especially at night. Anyway, th this uh, technology will help you. There's a 18% off this week, uh, the week of July 3rd, 18% off promo code one radio blue shield. You put a little um, doodad in the middle of your home it goes out 120 feet or 150, depending on what model, and you, you rock and roll, and it's going to really help your body to do a whole lot better job with these things. And it it goes off, it changes frequencies every 45 seconds. So if it just stayed the same, your body would get used to it, say, what's up with that? I don't need that. So it's very clever. It's a good technology. It's out of Australia. Another company that's doing a big sale, the biggest sale of the year, is Shen Blossom. And this is uh, Brandon Amalani, the same folk fellow that does the Blue Shield, and he's a Chinese medicine guy. And all of these these uh, um, nutritional remedies are all in iron glass. They're exquisitely produced. He has a Hoshu Wu that they actually cook in black beans and cook it over a 30-day period. He has 50-year-old ginseng, a little bit more than you'll pick up at the 7-Eleven on the road when you pick up gas. <laughs> yeah, you ever see the ginseng they have on God knows what that is. But anyway, it's real, the real deal. Shaga, Rishi, um, um, different, different herbs. Uh, he's got a great product for guys south of the border. If they'd like to juice that up a little bit, it's called Arise. It's a wonderful product. So check it out. Yeah, this is on Shen Blossom. All this week, 20% off promo code One Radio. 20% off promo code One Radio, OneRadioNetwork.com. Know the Source on One Radio Network. And as usual, my computer ate the Alec Zek slide, but you know, I don't know how it does it. So check this out. I just got into my email today. Somebody sent me a listener. This is called Tick Check. So this whole thing, Tick Check testing now available for Heartland Virus. 
So here's a heartland virus they got, right? What is a heartland virus disease? Is a tick-borne illness that has been making headlines as ticks and the diseases they transmit have become ever more common across the country. Wow. These guys are good. They're good. Yeah. Wow. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. Amazing. Yeah. Cowan has talked about the whole tick thing, and you know he's explained it pretty eloquently why it's just made up as well. You know there there was a whole thing in in Australia where they have more ticks in a certain area in Australia than any place in the world, and they had no evidence of Lyme disease. You know, and now we know that Lyme disease has been made up too. I mean, yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring this up because yeah. we actually have a session where a good friend of mine, Doctor Steph Young, who's actually writing a book about the the um, unproven reality of Lyme disease or that Lyme disease was caused by any sort of microorganism. Oh, really? And it, she's giving a presentation during the end of COVID in Module 7. Uh, module 7 is titled uh, The Germ Theory, Science or Science Fiction. And we go into um, the role of bacteria, the role of fungi, mold, and parasites, and also go into some common, um, whether it be viral or uh, so-called bacterial illnesses that people always bring up when yeah. you are sort of dismantling the this. false germ paradigm. So one of those, of course, is Lyme disease, and yeah. that's why that's during the end of COVID there will be a presentation on Lyme disease. Okay, so let's talk about the presentation before you go. So, so this puppy, how does it work? So we go to endofcovid.com, sign up, you get freebie for a while, and then you want to keep it or listen to it more or then you can pay 70 and help pay for this whole thing 70 bucks or something yep yeah so again launches on july 11th for free mm -hmm. it's free for 22 days so after august 1st you'll have to purchase it for a minimum donation of 77 dollars and um there's over 90 presentations Whoa. interviews roundtable discussions and uh, actually a few documentary films. Roman Bistrionic, the co-author of the book, Dissolving Illusions, made a documentary that will premiere to the world for the first time during the end of COVID called Dissolving the Vaccine Illusion. And it's, it's an incredible documentary. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the whole intention is to inform you on everything that occurred over the last three and a half years. And Another point of emphasis here is that we don't just talk about health. Of mm -hmm. course, with with everything that's happened, you can't leave out conversations surrounding freedom. So we do offer a whole module and several uh, mini lessons throughout the end of COVID that we'll play at the beginning of each module regarding your rights as men and women. And it's coming from a common law perspective. Uh -huh. cool. So yeah. it's, it's educating people on where their rights come from. What is a right? What is the nature of your relationship to the men and women in so-called positions of authority? And how do you seek remedy for controversy? How do you hold someone accountable who commits a trespass against you? How do you hold these agents of the state accountable for committing a trespass against you? Because of course, you can be armed with knowledge with respect to health. And, and when you're armed with knowledge with respect to your freedom and you know how to express the freedom inherent to you, that's a, uh, I don't want to say dangerous. That's probably the right, <laughs> not the right word, but that's a very empowered yeah. man or woman that will, will never 
uh, have this nonsense thrown at them ever again. Yeah, well, well done. Uh, I know Amanda Vollmer's into that, these kind of things, and she mentioned that on the last time she was on. We have a fellow coming on next week, uh, Robert Rittman. He's been into this whole common law stuff, Alex Free, forever. Very smart guy. And we're going to do a whole thing how you can copyright different parts of your body because there are going to be people that want to maybe do a, uh, an avatar of Patrick or something and put my voice on there and say, this is Patrick. But you can actually copyright your voice and your fingerprint, your footprint, uh, everything, your name, your name spelled 20 different ways. Pretty fun. We're going to do that show next week and show people. That's interesting. Yeah, that's fun, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, 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 you yeah can, real. I mean, it's crazy that we even have to talk I know, about it's, doing it's, that I with know, AI what are we technology doing? and stuff. It's, it's like, nuts. Who are these? Who are these lunatics nuts. that want to take over our voice or our face or whatever? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. So, so how is it going to work when we go on and then we sign up? Is there going to be so much material one day, and then yep, you go to the exactly. next day? Yeah. And, so, the, <clears throat> sorry, I should have been more clear on that's that. Right. The way that it'll work is when you sign up on July 11th, July 11th, we drop the first four, uh, first four sessions of module one. And okay. the first four sessions are, the first two are actually called setting the stage part one and two. <clears throat> and Dr. Mark Bailey uh, and, and Steve Falconer join oh. um, Patrick Henningsen from 21st Century Wire to sort of discuss the cultural the uh, NGO driven and the media driven landscape just prior to 2020. So we're sort of talking about things like event 201 and what happened with HIV AIDS just a little bit because we also cover HIV AIDS much later. But then uh, setting the stage part two is Leslie Manukian, the president and founder of Health Freedom Defense Fund talking about the financial and geopolitical and legislative landscape just prior to 2020. And the intention with those two sessions is to give people the the details on what set the stage for this whole show to begin in the first place. And then we move right into a session with investigative journalist Eric Coppolino, who gives a chronological order of events that happened between November uh, 2019 and February 2020. And then right after that, we have a session with Dr. Andy Kaufman and Dr. Tom Cowan going into details on virus isolation. And then from there, it's off to the races. Off we move into the so-called SARS-CoV-2 genome, the PCR tests, wow. the quote, proof of contagion, and so on and so on and so on, building upon context upon context for the rest of the event. Quite a project. And then how many video videos altogether? There's 90? 90 90, 90 videos man how long did you guys take you to put this together long time huh? <laughs> like, this is this is why i'm a busy guy lately yeah it's <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a project but i i'm very passionate about it because i believe this material is so vitally important it's so important for people to understand this stuff so uh, july 11th is on which day is that a monday tuesday a tuesday a week from yesterday a week from yesterday so say we watch these four modules can we watch them later? Uh, yep. I watch them again. How does that work? You can always go back. You can't. You can't skip ahead because we'll be okay. releasing four, five, six sessions per day, depending on the day. Wow. From the 11th of July through the 31st of July, and then August 1st is the last day to watch them for free. And then after that, you have to purchase for a minimum of 77 bucks. And the session length would go anywhere from an hour, hour and a half, or. 
yeah. roughly around that. Sometimes 20 minutes. It just depends. So it depends on the topic. Anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour and 45 in some cases. Wow. And yeah. you've done all of the editing. You're ready to go? I mean, you're all set to go? Yeah. Yeah. We still have a few touch points on editing that we're, that we're getting to right now. Um, but those are things that appear later on. So it's not, not as big of a deal. We're, uh, we're good to go. And then yeah. what platform are you using to, to play all the videos? This is a great question. You're yeah. the first person that's asked because, this because I, I like to know okay, who's going to so let you do this. Embedded videos. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to this company. They're called HowTube. How so tube? they they provide the same functionality as Vimeo or as like a private YouTube link, but of course Vimeo and YouTube are known to censor people like yes. crazy. Right. So we've uh, partnered with HowTube who it, they're they're a content streaming platform kind of similar to youtube but actually with better functionality than what youtube has and they also allow you to embed private uh video links onto your websites so that's that's who we're using for this is HowTube. private video links you mean in the video itself or underneath it well no so meaning that like mm -hmm. the only way you can view that video mm -hmm. is through you know, accessing the website that it is featured on, right? So it's it's HowTube is providing the service for us to embed these videos behind after the August first, what will be a paywall, but behind an opt-in page. So we have our opt-in page oh, at the end of COVID. You just, you just have to sign up with your email, and then you can start viewing the content. But the end of COVID.com is the only place that you can view those videos. I so HowTube allows that functionality <clears throat> for you to have private videos only on in one place. So you watch, uh, you watch uh, four of them on Tuesday or two or three of them. And then on Wednesday, you said, man, I want to go back and watch the Colin Kaufman thing again. You can do that. Take notes. Yes. Whatever you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. 90 of them. Who are some of the other ones? Yeah. I know Colin Kaufman, Volmer, Alando. Who else? Is Steve Falconer we've had on. Who else are we? Yeah, oh, Doctors Mark and Doc Sam Bailey, yeah, uh, Don Lester, David, Don, Parker, David Parker, Dr. Kelly Brogan, Dr. Christian Northrup. Um Dr. Yurnea Tomsik, she's a PhD molecular biologist who's worked with PCR for a number of years wow. and um, is very outspoken that the whole genomic sequencing process and the use of PCR is complete nonsense. And it's great because <laughs> finally we found someone else aside from Lanka who's been in a lab and has worked with this stuff yeah. herself and, and can speak directly to her own experience. And then, and then we also have uh, Dr. Stefano Scoglio out of Italy, we have Dr. Larry Polevsky, Dr. Jordan Grant. Um, who do we who do we not have? We have we have, I think, almost everyone from I guess you could say the no virus side, and then a few people who aren't fully on board with the no virus position. But and this is this is a really big point of emphasis here. Um, we've we've received a lot of pushback for including these people, and it's because people see that they're included and they think it's muddying the waters. But the reality is, first off, these people that we've included were notified beforehand that hey, we're coming from a position that there is no virus, and they're like, okay, that's fine. the The material that they present during the end of COVID for their respective sessions is not at all at odds with the no virus perspective, and it actually helps reinforce the no virus perspective, and that's presenting on things like the VAERS data, the mortality data, um, censorship, et cetera, et cetera. It, it only helps, it serves to reinforce uh, the idea that there is no proof of any sort of virus. No proof. Here's an interesting email before we go. This is from Patty. She is in Los Angeles. God love you. 
Uh, would you please ask your guests what he thinks about people like Rogan and Big Tree, Tucker Carlson, that will not go near this? Do you think we need them to get this word out big time? That's a good question. <laughs> Do we need these guys? It's a great question. Do we need these guys? <laughs> I laugh about this because <laughs> I wrote an article about it, actually. Did you? Uh, I think like five or six months ago now, five months ago maybe, called An Open Letter to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Del Bigtree. Oh, and yeah. the subtitle is something to the effect of uh, the, t- the time uh, to broach the no virus perspective with your respective audiences is long overdue. Mm. And so it, it's this weird thing where, where these, these people, including Rogan and some other people as well, have the largest platforms amongst the so-called alternative side. Yeah, huge, now, huge. Yeah. Dell and RFK have been quoted um, both individually saying something to the respect of once this this topic gets near the goal line, then I'll jump on board. Or, um, you know, this is not a, a widely accepted topic in the health freedom space, so that's why I'm not covering it. But the ironic thing with those statements is they have the largest platforms in the health freedom space. So their unwillingness to even cover it, we're not asking them to take a stance on it, just, just cover, it. cover the topic, just cover it. It's in your the mission statements of ICANN and Children's Health Defense to uncover the truth about science and health, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think they're obligated. We're not talking about two men in a private capacity. Joe Rogan, that's another story, but yeah. with Dell and RFK, we're not talking about two men in a private capacity that are covering what they want. The very foundation of their organization is built around the idea that vaccines, that, or that we need safe vaccines. The whole entire vaccine industry is built is, on this idea of a virus. Yeah, exactly. So like exactly. just covering it a couple times and they won't do that and that then perpetuates this idea that they bring up that, oh, it's not near the goal line yet, whatever that means, or that this is not a widely accepted topic in the health freedom space. And it's like, well, you could really help it be if you would just cover it a few times. Yeah. And ask some good questions. Just ask tough questions, you know? Just ask yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had Dell on, and he's in near me, and I, I've talked to his people a few times. I said, you guys got to get Colin on and do that. He said, well, we're negotiating with him. So I, I'm no, I don't know what that means, but I, I mentioned it to Cow and he said, we've been negotiating with him for a year. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> They're not going to do it. I'm privy to a lot of these emails, and I've uh, <laughs> actually had discussions not with Dell's camp, but with several people from inside Children's Health Defense, including Polly Tommy, who is the main host for CHD.TV, and um, – I got to say, I'm, I'm really disappointed with my experience. I'm yeah. just, I'll just leave it at yeah. that. Very disappointed with my experience. They, they don't um, approach this in an honest, respectable way, in my opinion, yeah. behind the scenes. And I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt uh, regarding some of these things. And I understand the argument, although I disagree with that, oh, because of political reasons, they can't cover this and things like this. I, I just don't buy into that. If you're, if you're continuing to push this idea of a gain-of-function lab-made virus that is then stoking fear in the freedom movement and you won't even touch conversations surrounding the lack of proof of virology the lack of scientific basis for virology i have a lot of questions yeah. i have a lot of questions yeah. about your intentions yeah where's uh wood woodward and bernstein when we need them you know what i mean it's like where are you guys <laughs> where are you guys they went after Nixon and pretty much got him, didn't they? I mean, if I yeah, remember. exactly. That's what we need right now. <laughs> That's what yeah. we, a Woodward and Bernstein. Yep. Well, actually, yep. a nice fellow. Thanks for uh, being on this show, and congratulations. I haven't seen it, but I'm 
excited about it. So it's just the end of COVID.com, and then we're, boom, and we're there. and Off to the races, off yep. To, off to the races. All right, brother, take care of yourself. You stay out of trouble now. Let me know if I can help with anything, all right? I will. I'll try to stay out of trouble. Thank you so much, Patrick. It all was right. an honor. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Alex Eck and the end of COVID, and there you have it, baby. And that's going to happen a week from yesterday, and they're going to be on every day and uh, up through the 31st. I will see you on Friday, and it's going to be fun because we're going to talk about a lot of crazy stuff because I love crazy stuff about the mind and how we create these diseases and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I like to do. So we're going to do that on Friday. So uh, please um, come by at 10 o'clock on OneRadioNetwork.com. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks. Know the Source on One Radio Network.